Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Lisa Shield. Welcome to Dating Without Drama, where I give you my unique take on everything related to men, love, dating, and romantic relationships. My practical yet spiritual approach to getting emotionally naked and attracting what I call a guardian of your soul will be music to your ears. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. I'm Lisa Shield. And I'm Benjamin Shield. And this is Getting Inside the right male mind. We are so happy to see you back again. Some of you are following us. We've heard from many, many, many clients and former clients and We've gotten emails from many of you saying that you start at one and listen to them all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you would find your precious time wisely used by listening to us. <laughs> all right. So today we are going to talk about doing the work. Mm-hmm. Ready for that, babe? All set. Okay. So... I have a client who is in our mastermind group. It is called the Mastery of Love. And this is where women are able to work very closely and intimately with Benjamin and me and a group of other like-minded women who are truly dedicated to finding the guardians of their souls. And in this mastermind group, because the dedication of these women to their dream is so incredibly high, their commitment to doing this work on themselves is off the charts. And they have devoted a year of their lives Mm -hmm. to working with us so that they can bring a guardian of their soul into their lives. So this particular client said, Lisa, you know, I have been listening to podcast after podcast. She said, it's just, I'm sad that there aren't more. But she said, one of the things that is a stumbling block, if I can be honest with you, is that you often will say, do the work or we did the work. And she said that really kind of, you know, makes me sit back and say, well, but what does she mean? Because all I've been doing is the work. Mm. So we want to tease that apart and talk about the work we mean, because we're not trying to say that many of you have not been working on yourselves for years. You have, but you haven't done this piece of Mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All of us. Lisa, myself, everyone out there listening to this has done intrapersonal work, has done deep work, has done emotive work. Meditation, contemplation, and analysis. Yeah, self-discovery. Yeah. All very, very important. You know, we've all grown through these years and we will continue to grow until our last breath. But that internal work, that intrapersonal work doesn't always translate to interpersonal work. Sometimes the work we do is to understand ourselves, to get a better sense of who we are in the world, but it can become a bit insular. And I sometimes I picture two circles where two people who have done the intrapersonal work, the inner work, they're like two circles that don't intersect. They just kind of butt against each other. And the goal of Lisa's course is really how these two intrapersonally evolved people can begin to intersect their lives. So it's both a blending of their lives so they become one, but at the same time becoming one helps them become more autonomous and helps their individuation become greater because who they are is reflected back to them by the other loving person in the relationship. 
Yeah. And so the interpersonal work focuses on us having a better relationship with ourselves Mm -hmm. and our relation to the world. But what's missing is many people think, okay, law of attraction, I have made myself into this incredible person, and now I'm just going to magnetize my my partner to me. Mm. And I made that mistake. You know, in my thinking, I did all this in interpersonal work. I got my master's in spiritual psychology, went to 12-step program, you know, to look at my food addiction issues. I worked with Don Miguel Ruiz. I did Landmark Forum. In six years, I was pretty consistently doing interpersonal work on myself. I sat back after all of that and I said, Lisa, you know, you still haven't attracted a partner. And not only have you not attracted a partner, but you aren't getting the attention of the kind of men you really want. So there's something wrong here. I still wasn't getting a lot of male attention or the 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 kind of attention from the kind of men I wanted to pay attention to me. Right. And there's that shift. There's that shift of of all that we've become and all that we've learned and how much we've grown and all the suffering we've had that we've learned from and all the wonderful things that have happened that we've learned from, how that can translate into a relationship, not just the idea of a relationship, but the reality of a relationship, of a great relationship. Yeah, and it's so daunting and frightening, I think, for so many women who have had terrible marriages. Maybe they had to raise children on their own. And now they're back in the dating world or women who don't have children who have that time clock ticking. Mm -hmm. But here these women are, you know, they want a man in their lives. But at the same time, they've been hurt. They have walls up. They're scared to let a man in. And it's juxtaposed against these incredibly successful careers. Mm -hmm. I mean, many of our clients have off-the-chart success in their careers, but it makes it so scary for them. First of all, their success was and their independence was so hard won, Mm -hmm. right? How do they then open up and let a man into their lives and into their hearts and trust themselves and a man and trust the process? Right. And part of it is choice. You're making that choice. Yes, there's doing the work. There's all this intrapersonal work. There are the seminars we've gone to, the courses, the therapy, the groups we've attended, the self-help books that we've read, all of those. The hours and hours of meditation. Absolutely. (laughs) Trying to reach these higher states. Uh, Absolutely. But it Again, it doesn't necessarily translate into, you know, to have this. Yeah. And so part of it begins with choice. What we call being the guardians of each other's souls. Of really, not just the idea of relationship, like, God, I really want a relationship. I really want a man in my life. To how can I let another person be the guardian of my soul? And how can I be the person who will be the guardian of their soul? And let someone into my heart and into my world and into my life. You know, there's all these extraordinary women who are so successful and yet they're terrified to open up their hearts and actually let a man in. Mm -hmm. 
They don't realize that they're going through the motions, they're dating, they have in many ways a very, you know, strong identity. A lot of these women carry this very strong and carefully constructed identity with them every, you know, we see it. And it is almost impenetrable for Mm. a man. You often say there's no room in, you know, in that woman's life for a man. And you don't just mean because she's busy, that's part of it. Her Mm. life is very full, but you also mean mental and emotional space. Right, their personality could be so strong. Dominant. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be this big personality. It could even be their personality is being introverted or whatever, but the self-image that we walk around with that we think is going to be attractive can be repellent. You know, wow. And I've, I've seen these, you know, like Whoa. corporate women on one end of the spectrum that are so, you know, big mm-hmm. in their personality that mm-hmm. a guy just doesn't know how to penetrate that, how to merge, or women that feel that they Whoa. have become so um, self-evolved that they're introspective, that they've gone internal, and they think that that will intrigue a man, that there's something really <laughs> intriguing. <laughs> and a guy is just trying to find, you know, how do I, <laughs> you know, how do I, what would this relationship be like a year from now, five years from now? Yeah. You know, am I still going to have to fight to get in to really seek this person out and draw her out or to let her soften? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I could have a seat at the table as well. Yeah. So what you're saying is that there, you know, one of the things we have to learn is how to find a balance, a middle ground between a man and woman and be able to learn how to merge because we've been taught to believe that it's like a Disney fantasy or you just fall in love and, you know, you meet and live happily ever after. I mean, so many of these fairy tale beliefs that we carry around that have formed our view of how relationships happen are erroneous. Yeah. They're erroneous. <laughs> right, right. So many people, and, and I've had so many clients in, in my physical therapy type practice that still have the vision of they're going to be tra- traveling up an escalator. They're going to, the, the guy is going to be yeah. traveling down an escalator. Their eyes are going to meet. He's going to hop over or run back up the escalator and, you know, it'll be happily ever after. And that has happened probably never. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Let me check my notes here. Yep. Never. <laughs> we are, it's mind boggling how naive we are when it comes to how relationships can and should form yeah. if they're going to go the distance. It's crazy. So again, you know, for me, I reached a turning point, a very conscious turning point in my evolution, in my transformational journey, where I saw that I had been doing a lot of personal growth work, but I still didn't have the attention of high quality men who were educated and interesting, who really held promise as future potential partners for me. And I looked at myself and I said, Lisa, really, you've only, you know, you've taken half of this journey, mm-hmm. which was to work, to develop my own self and my own relationship to myself. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, 
now I have to cross that bridge between, you know, between me and a man, bridge that gap and start to learn how to engage with men, feel comfortable with men, stay in my power, but develop grace and, you know, become attractive to the kind and caliber of man I was looking for. And that is what we mean when we say doing the work. We get messages from people that say, oh my gosh, your relationship is amazing and I see the way you look at each other. And by the way, that is after decades Uh together. And we love each other more now than when, (laughs) way more now, (laughs) not less. So this kind of relationship We did this. We worked on ourselves first. We went out. We sought partnership. We both came into it with an intention. Not not, we didn't sit and talk about and say, well, what is your intention? What is yours? But I know that we both had our hearts open and we were both present, you know, for for relationship, for the possibility, for co-creation. It was magical, yeah. but but we didn't just get to that point. We went through horrible relationships. We struggled, we suffered. And then I know for myself, I wound up doing a total of eight years of work, mm. you know, six of it working on myself. And then two years out in the dating world, I went on 96 first dates. Mm-hmm. Right. And I did a lot of workshops. I did a lot of therapy. I I attended a lot of groups uh, over the years. I learned a lot. You know, I learned not to be afraid to communicate anything, Mm -hmm. you know, and I learned how to communicate. And there still is that translation from the intrapersonal work to the interpersonal work. I think one of the the dangers of, and I'll use the term danger, of, of spiritual growth is that we develop an identity of what yes. spirituality is. And if someone doesn't fit into that model, then, you know, they're not spiritual. <laughs> you know, one person may believe in reincarnation, the other not, you know, and, and so on. And in our relationship, and what we've seen in successful, in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of successful relationships, is that there's a space for two people, not only to be who they are and to have their beliefs, but also to let those beliefs mold with time, have the respect mirrored back to them of their beliefs, even though it, it may not be identical to the other person's. That is so nurturing to know that two people can coexist, perhaps with different religions, different aspects of spirituality, mm-hmm. um, and that they can merge and really navigate to what's important rather than what's different. Yeah. Wow. You know, as you're talking, I I think about all the work I did. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my biggest obstacles and one of the things that you uh, praise me the most for was that I used to take everything personally. And a huge part of my dating experience, I very, I consciously entered into dating. I said to myself, it's going to take as long as it takes. I know what the caliber of man. I don't know who he is or what it's going to look like, but I know that I will know when I see it. I will know a hell yes. And I did all this work. One of the biggest pieces was learning how not to take things personally. 
but I purposely, I was working with Don Miguel at the time. We were going to a dreaming group every weekend. I don't know uh, if you remember that. I do. In San Diego. I did that for a year with him. And uh, so I was very actively applying the four agreements to my dating. I was wanting to master those skills, not just read them and go, well, I do this and I do that. You know, it's all about putting this stuff into practice. And so I took that into my dating journey and I would get messages from people and I could see myself personalizing things and I would take a deep breath. I would work through whatever was there. But that was the work I did in this part of my life. I was really applying. I wasn't just like, where's my guy? Why isn't he here? Sure, there was some of that, like how much longer is this going to take? But there was also this part of me that kept humbling myself. And I kept saying, Lisa, you don't get to decide when or where or how you meet him. <laughs> you know, you get to show up. You get to do your work. You get to keep opening your heart. You get opportunity after opportunity not to take things personally. And all of that is prepping you for the relationship you're going to have on the other side. So that was the work that I did. And that's really what our course is about, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And we've seen it hundreds and hundreds of times yeah. that the course is called Emotionally Naked Dating because, yes, we can have these revelations with ourselves and we could have all this growth and understanding and all of these things. But to be emotionally naked with another person, that's another skill set that, that is taught in your course. That is the essential skill set mm -hmm. because without that, you know, two people are coming, you know, and they done their work and they've attended the seminars and they've done therapy and they've you know gone through the pain of growth and beauty of growth. And still, if they don't have that vulnerability, that emotional nakedness in communicating with each other, it's still two circles that are just butting against each other. Yeah. And it's through that emotionally naked communication that is taught and is so successful in not just dating, but in finding relationship and being in relationship and maintaining relationship. That's, that's the, the key. That's the key. Yeah. That is the key. Wow. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, this has been getting inside the right male mind. <laughs> and I, babe, that was, that was a good note to end on because this is where I always share how people can get in touch with me and with us. Mm -hmm. And look, whatever you choose, find the coaches, the people, the mentors that speak directly to you, because if you want what they have, you know, then those are the people to work with. So if what Benjamin and I are sharing here is something that you want, I know a lot of you think you're going to get this on your own. Why would you want to waste more years of your life? If this is what you want, come work with us. Mm. Let us show you how to do this because I'll tell you, once you get it, you'll wish you had gotten it a lot sooner because right. time really does fly when you're having fun. And a lot of women in the program say the only regret in taking your course yeah. was that, God, I wish I did it so much earlier. Mm -hmm. I wish I did it in my 20s or yeah. 30s. 
And, you know, we have women in the programs who are in their 70s mm-hmm. who have found yep. true love in their 70s. So the only regret of taking the course is that, oh, I wish <laughs> I wish I did this sooner. Truly. It, it would have <laughs> saved me years, mm-hmm. years of time. And time is something that we will never get back. Learning this, incorporating this, utilizing this as soon as we can, it will prevent this waste of time that we will never, ever get back. Yeah, and it will eliminate so many bad relationships and so much heartache because it's not just the time. It's going through bad relationship after bad relationship and the cumulative effect of that is also damaging. Damaging. You know, there's a bumper sticker that I love and it says, oh God, no, not another learning experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you can keep doing this on your own and feeding your ego and thinking that you're getting smarter. But why wouldn't you just work with people who have done it and who can give you the roadmap to get you there so much faster? So please just you know, go to lisashield.com, watch my free 45-minute presentation. It is a requisite for getting on a call with me or a member of my team. And we will get on that call with you and show you how we can help you find the guardian of your soul. You can also like and rate Dating Without Trauma. You can like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And finally, tell your friends and girlfriends and brothers and fathers and uncles and nephews and husbands. But tell everybody, let's get the word out. There is so much misinformation out there. We want to show you how to form loving, lasting partnerships from the heart by getting emotionally naked and attracting the guardian of your soul. Thank you and come back and see us again. Thank you. Bye-bye.